Welcome back. Today, I have a quick episode for you to remind you that if you feel self-critical of your output, your creative path, uh, your music, or maybe you create something else, art, anything that you create, and you're feeling self-critical and you're feeling like everything is just going too slow and it's all not good enough, I know how you feel. I feel that way all the time. And yet, I still keep going. And I hope you will as well. So yesterday, me and my boyfriend randomly decided to listen back to a few of our older songs on Spotify. Usually I don't really do that because I know I'm going to be embarrassed. But for some reason, some of those songs we were listening to, they were so long ago that we made them. That that was like, oh, that's fine. I have enough like emotional distance from this song now that I can listen to it again. And it's funny because two songs in particular that we listened to, one, I was, no, I was afraid to listen to both of them, to be honest. One of them, when I heard it back, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool, you know? And then I I sort of thought to myself, I'm kind of proud of this one. And then I was one other one. I was like, hmm, I would have made different choices now. Let's say that. The arrangement could have been a lot better. Uh, The mix could have been a lot better. Everything about it could have been a lot better. Now, here's the thing. I think that as creatives, we're always going to feel that way. And my take on it is that you're still going to do it anyway, because that feeling is never going to disappear. And I wanted to share this today because I feel like there are different ways that you can respond to feeling self-critical. I, when, you know, if I look at myself 10 years ago, I would have been absolutely, you know, feeling so shameful and mortified if I had to listen to something that I just felt wasn't good enough anymore or maybe at all. And now what happened was I was listening to it and I thought, ah, okay, (laughs) this could, you know, this part of the arrangement, I would have done this differently. I would have changed this now. This can, we could have removed this. This was too much. This was too empty. But I was almost kind of not not laughing at myself, but kind of laughing at the situation of like, oh, wow, like we've definitely grown, you know, we've definitely evolved our skills in those two years. And I was kind of okay with that. And I was wondering a little bit of like, should we remove this song? And then I talked to my boyfriend about it and he was like, no, you know, he felt the same way that I did. Like there's a lot that could have been better, but he was more like, what if we just make a remix of it? Or what What if we just do another take of it? And then I thought that's actually a cool idea because that way we can just for ourselves experiment with this same song and sort of arrange it better this time and mix it better this time while also honoring the fact that this is where we were at two years ago. Like that's where we were at and that's okay, you know? I wanted to share this today because I feel like it's just so important to be willing to suck at something a little bit before you get good like that's the only way to get anywhere you have to just you know put at a certain point put stuff out there and then you know a while later you'll be totally embarrassed about it but that's the only way to grow you know because if you're not finishing music if you're not putting yourself out there you're just going to be stuck in what could have been your entire life and one thing that I also had to think of is what's so important, I feel, in your own creative journey is to really know why you're doing what you're doing, right? So when I was listening to this song, I thought to myself, 
if it was my goal or if it had been my goal to reach commercial success the fastest, then I would not have put the song out there in this way, for example. If, you know, instead of spending, I mean, it's been more than five years now, but I spent five years learning the basics of producing before I even put out my first self-produced EP. So it took me a long time to even build those skills. After five years, I thought, okay, at least it's good enough to put something out there. But my God, the many, many, many hours I already put into it, you know, and in the beginning, you just suck completely, you know, and then you slowly get better. But even then, I always knew in the back of my mind, like, if it's my goal to, one, make money with my music the fastest, or two, reach commercial success with music the fastest, then I would not have gone down this path. Then I would have said, okay, you know, I'm trained in singing, I will just find the best musicians, the best arrangers, the best producers, the best everything, you know, put like a bunch of highly talented people together and then, you know, maybe find a label or, you know, get the attention of a label or something. But I always knew in the back of my mind, like, I don't care though. (laughs) I don't care about that. I just want to follow my own creative path, you know? So for me, the passion is really in following my own creative path completely and sort of you know, getting everything out of myself that I can. It's really about full self-expression and unapologetic self-expression, you know. And that's why I think it's just so important to know why you're doing something because a lot of people on the outside may not understand. You know, it's almost like there are two boxes, like either you're pursuing music commercially completely and it's your, you know, full-time income or whatever. It doesn't have to be like commercial music, but it could be your goal to make it your full-time income then on the other hand, there's like, oh, so it's your hobby if that's if that's not what you're doing. And for me, I feel like I don't really fit into either of those boxes, even though, and I've talked about this on a podcast before, I'm very interested in online marketing and everything you can do with that. That's also my other part of my business where I do copywriting for other businesses. But at the same time, I'm not rushing into that with my music at all. You know, I'm constantly questioning and making sure that I don't Uh, do what everyone says you're supposed to do as an indie musician, but really listen to what I want. Uh, To give you an example, uh, one time, and maybe I've mentioned this before, but one of those music marketing gurus said to me, like, look, if if you spend so much much time producing your own songs, you're never going to build momentum because, you know, you're just going to move too slow. And uh, instead, you should be doing this and you should release music faster. And he also said, like, you should get on a Zoom call and ask your fans what they want. And And then, you know, I felt like he was pasting all of the traditional marketing practices onto music, which is what a lot of people do. And I feel like, well, that's not how I'm going to do it. Like, I'm not always able to release a song every, you know, four weeks. And I'm also not going to, you know, if I would start asking people, like, what kind of songs do you want me to write? I feel like it's no longer authentic to me. You know, I want to pull it out of myself. And then when the song connects you know, with my heart, I will feel like, you know, it can touch other people's hearts as well, but it's always going to have to come from me, you know? So to get back to my original point of like, why are you doing this? It's just so important to know because other people may not understand if they can't put you in a box of, oh, you're a professional musician, legit full-time income, whatever, or, or it's just your hobby and you can fall. There's a lot of like places in between that you can, you know, fall into which is a box that doesn't exist in the in the the eyes of other people like people may not understand and that's what you have to deal with then so 
you know, I just wanted to be honest about it because it can, it can sound so easy to follow your own authentic creative path. But the reality is that it also means you move very slowly. Again, if I had, you know, worked with the best musicians, maybe my music would have been better by now. But I don't because I want to follow my own creative path first. I, I like to be independent a little bit. But again, it's a very slow path, which means that you feel very vulnerable a lot of the time. It means that people often don't understand, like, what's your goal exactly? And because I used to be too much of a goal setter, I, I, I talked about that in my last episode where it's actually really important for me to go with the flow a little bit more and to have music teach me to go slower and to, you know, not get so stuck in that goal setting mindset. But yeah, it can feel frustrating many times, you know, if you're on your own path of exploring your own creativity and trying to get better at stuff and then realizing, oh God, this wasn't really that good yet. And then having those insecurities also not being entirely sure that you, you know, you don't fit into the box of fully commercial music or pursuing that. You also resist, you know, a lot of the indie music marketing advice, which I've talked about in this episode. And then what's left is that you basically realize that the only path you can follow is the one that's, you know, guided by your own intuition. Like there's no one answer to how to do this indie musician thing or a creative life. The only way that you can figure it out is by listening to your own heart, you know? And yeah, again, like I feel personally as being on this journey that it's okay for me to leave songs online that I don't think are that great. But because I am now, I have the full awareness that this is part of the journey. Like I can't just wake up all of a sudden and produce the best music in, you know, on the planet. It just doesn't work like that. And I value, you know, that journey because it's authentic to me, you know, and it's totally cool if we decide to make another version of the song and then we can show how much we've grown for, even for us, that is just fulfilling, you know, but I think. Yeah, like I, f I feel like it's important to to honor all aspects of the journey and also to be honest about how, you know, often you feel self-critical and how often you can doubt yourself. And I surely do all the time. At the same time, <laughs> this is the journey that I keep choosing. And for my next song that's coming out, Never Too Old, I produced it completely myself. My boyfriend mixed it, which is great because I don't care so much about mixing and like the tech stuff. I recorded all of my own guitars and... I use Toggle, like this app where I track my time for, I do that for copywriting clients as well. And for, you know, everything music related, I spent 72 hours on this production. That's a lot, <laughs> probably more because I, I also practiced guitar and I don't think I measured all of that. But, you know, if you look at what a lot of people recommend out there, like to make it as an indie musician, you have to release a song every four weeks, yada, yada. I could never release a song every four weeks if I'm spending 70 hours just on one production. So <laughs> what do you choose to do then? Well, now, now I have my boyfriend as well, so a lot of songs I'm mostly doing the singing and then it takes less time. But I still want to be able to produce songs and just spend forever playing with the sounds because it's like, it's a fun creative puzzle to me to learn how to make arrangements that work, you know? So yeah, the path... <laughs> of creativity and authenticity for me is rewarding but it's also sometimes yeah it often feels super slow I often feel misunderstood by people because they don't really understand like <laughs> 
what's your goal exactly? Well, at the end of the day, the goal is to express myself fully creatively, completely on my own terms, you know? So, but again, yeah, I do feel self-critical as well often. And I feel proud mostly that I've learned to deal with that and not let it completely derail me and block me. So yeah, I hope that just sharing these honest thoughts today helped to inspire you as well to know that it's very normal to doubt yourself. It's very normal to on one day think this is the best song on the planet and then the next day you're like, what is this shit? (laughs) That creative journey is just so vulnerable, you know? And I just hope that by sharing that, you feel like, oh, I'm normal. Well, or we're all crazy, but you know, it's just part of the journey. So if you're feeling that way, you're doing perfect. (laughs) And yeah, keep doing, keep doing it your way. Also, if other people don't understand it, there's no, no rush, you know, Uh, that's also what my next song is about. Seems like I'm turning this into a pitch for my next song, but it's not even uh, mastered yet. So (laughs) I don't know yet exactly what the release date will be. I'm hoping end of February or early March. But yeah, that's actually exactly the message. You're never too old. So that's why I'm just continuing on my journey of producing music, putting it out there on my own terms, my own tempo. And I hope that this inspires you to do the same. So I wanted to end today with this quote. I think a lot of people have heard this one already by Ira Glass, but I feel like sometimes I just need to be reminded of it. And I wanted to remind you as well. Nobody tells this to people who are beginners. I wish someone had told me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But there is this gap. For the first couple of years, you make stuff, it's just not that good. It's trying to be good, it has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, is still killer. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past this phase. They quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have this special thing that we want it to have. We all go through this. And if you are just starting out or you're still in this phase, you got to know that it's normal. And the most important thing you can do is do a lot of work. So we're all in this together. Creative work is scary, but let's just keep going. Okay.